0: Welcome to 7-Minute Torah Special Purim Edition, an explanation of the holiday in seven minutes or less with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy what you hear, please feel free to subscribe or share. Chag Sameach, Happy Holiday! Today the Jewish world is celebrating the festival of Purim. What is Purim? Well, in order to explain that, first I have to tell a joke. They say that every Jewish holiday can be summed up in exactly three sentences. Number one, someone tried to kill us. Number two, we survived. Number three, let's eat. And there's actually some truth to that joke. Think about it, Passover is a celebration of our exodus from Egypt, of the story in which the Egyptians enslaved us and tried to stamp us out as a people. We escape and we make our way into freedom. Hanukkah as well is a celebration of our struggle against and triumph against the ancient Syrian Greek forces that would have destroyed us as a people and destroyed our way of life. Purim is something similar, only it harkens back to a time in ancient Persia. When Jews were persecuted, the Book of Esther, the primary text of this holiday of Purim, tells the story of a political figure named Haman or Haman, who set out to single out the Jews for destruction within the kingdom. He says to the king, whose name is Achashverosh, "Yeshno amecha mefuzar meforad ben haamim. There is this people scattered and dispersed among all the other peoples in your realm." And their laws are different from those of all other people. They do not obey the king's laws, and it is not in your majesty's interest to tolerate them. So Haman convinces the king, Ahasuerus, to root out and kill all the Jews in the empire. And the rest of the book of Esther is the story of how our hero and heroine, Mordechai and Esther, foil that plot and ultimately turn it on its head so that in the end it is the wicked Haman who is defeated, rather than the Jews of the empire. Now the thing about this story of Esther is that, unlike the story of Hanukkah, for example, we have no archaeological evidence that this ever really happened. There was a king, Achashverosh, probably the Persian empire, Xerxes, who was known for his lavish parties and incredible power, much like the king in this book. But there is no historical Queen Esther, there is no historical Jewish Queen of Persia. We have no evidence that the events described here ever really happened. In fact, more than anything, the Book of Esther is lampoon, it's satire. Every person in it is a caricature of something. Haman is a caricature of pure evil and diabolical ambition. Achashverosh is sort of your caricature of a buffoon king. He's incredibly selfish, maybe a little bit dumb, and he does whatever his advisor tells him. The book is filled with drinking parties and amazing coincidences and poetic justice, such as Haman being hanged on the very gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. So what we're really reading here is satire. And that explains why the holiday itself is a holiday of satire and buffoonery. We make noise, we drown out the name of the evil Haman, we drink and revel and eat good food and play games and have a good time. And yet, while the actual historical situation can't be pinpointed, we can look at history and know that there were lots of times that situations like this arose. How often throughout history have Jews been a persecuted minority in someone else's land? How often throughout history have the Jews been endangered by someone who came to power, who had an agenda against them or didn't understand them or believed that it was politically expedient to destroy them? This persecution and powerlessness have been part of the Jewish diaspora experience almost since the beginning of Judaism. And so Jews throughout history must have been able to look at this book and relate to it and understand it. It would have spoken to their own lives, to their need for comfort and security, and their need to celebrate when miracles actually do happen. So it's not exactly a joke to look at our festival calendar and say, someone tried to kill us, we won, let's eat. Because the reality is that we as a people have had lots of persecutions to deal with And lots of deliverances to celebrate. As the traditional blessing says, Al Hanisim, Vealha Purkan, Veal Ha Veal Ha Chuot. God, we thank you for the miracles and the deliverances that you performed for our people at this season in years past. We are lucky today to live in a time and place where you can be Jewish openly without fear of persecution. Not that there's not anti-Semitism, not that the world is perfect. But compared with ancient Rome, compared with ancient Persia, compared with much of the Middle Ages, we are very fortunate to live in a time and place that we're living in. So on this festival, let's celebrate our freedom, thanking God for miracles and deliverances. And let's also commit ourselves to ensuring that our people and all people can live in a world without hate, without persecution. Chag Purim Sameach, a happy and healthy and festive Purim.